welcome to the Dr. Dion Show, where real conversations about diversity matter. I'm an educator and consultant specializing in diversity and inclusion. In this show, I interview top experts and people like you and me, highlighting issues like race, gender, and disability. I'm here to create change, expand your understanding of what diversity means, and to continue the mission toward equality so that everyone has a fair shake. This show is not for the faint of heart, so put on your big girl and big boy pants and ride along. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Dion Show. I'm really excited to be joined today by Miss Rebecca Leary Safon. She is the owner of Mother to Mother Massage and Yoga Therapy. She's also a proud mom. And um, <laughs> welcome. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here. Well, I'm so pleased to have you here today to talk about mindfulness and yoga therapy and all of the above. And just start off by telling us, who, what is your background? How did you come to this, this area? That's an interesting story. Um, like most people's background, it was not a straight path. It was circuitous. Um, I started out as um, working in arts administration as a dance and theater producer. And, um, you know, long story short, as I went through, through various... Uh, projects and the, the project I was working on here was coming to an end, I was getting a massage one day and I thought, I could do this. Hmm. And it, it was a very quick turnaround from that moment to being enrolled full-time in massage therapy school. So that was, uh, I graduated from massage therapy in uh, school in the year 2000. So that's a good long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a regular practice. I had, and I, I really enjoyed, I worked primarily on pregnant women and women in postpartum, but it was a really woman-centered practice, mother to mother. Mm -hmm. um, I was in coming, just coming out of having babies and, and, uh, and it was just the right, the right place and time for me. And um, I've had a, a regular yoga practice, really, I mean, I kind of did some yoga as a kid, and then starting when I was 18, I took classes and really, you know, had more or less of a practice since then, and in the last several years, I had really upped my practice, was really dedicated, mm -hmm. and my teacher said, you should do a yoga teacher training, Thought. So why? I don't want to be a yoga teacher. <laughs> it will help you to deepen your practice. You'll learn much more about philosophy and poses and mindfulness and all of the practices, all the techniques. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, all right, why not? So I started my 200-hour yoga teacher training. And Sometime in the first weekend when we were given our assignment to, to teach to our, you know, two little people in our subgroup, I put aside the piece of paper I had written my notes on and became a teacher. Just started to uh -huh. talk and, and realized that, that teaching yoga was really about nurturing. It was really about mm. bringing, bringing love and telling someone what to do and, <laughs> and guiding them. Um, so I did the, finished the 200 hour and went, not, I didn't even finish the 200 hour. While I was doing the 200 hour, mm -hmm. I went right into more advanced study mm -hmm. to become a yoga therapist. So that was an additional, at that time, it was an additional 300 hours of training wow. um, in order to do yoga therapy. And yoga therapy is, it covers a broad 
range of things. It's, it's uh, in a nutshell, using yoga techniques, mm -hmm. uh, meditation, breathing, asana, the postures, to treat chronic pain, to help with injury recovery, to deal with anxiety and stress management. And so I, I do this in therapeutic yoga classes that I teach and also in private practice where I work with people either on the mat or on the massage table or sometimes both. And we work through physical pain, stress, anxiety. Okay, that's awesome. So let, let's unpack that. But I, I first want to go back for a second because many of us have had massages and um, many of us have said, I can do this. Just what, 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 what was it in you that said, I can do this? And, and um, I think you shared that, that, that something else was coming to an end. So you're probably thinking, well, what, what's my next yeah, step? I was on, on to my next thing. And I don't, you know, that's so funny. I, I just, I remember that moment of thinking, I would love this to be able to, to work in a more physical way. I'm very much in my head. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I had mostly a cerebral uh, work life up until then. And uh, even working with dance and theater, I wasn't doing dance and theater, you know. Um, and the idea of being able to work with energy, one-on-one mm. -on -one with a person, especially um, I was so interested in prenatal, um, in working with pregnant women, having, you know, two clients on the table, as it were. Um, and it's just, it's just such a beautiful way to interact with another person. I know there, there are peop people who say to me, oh, how do you touch people all day? Like, <laughs> it's the most natural thing in the world to me to, 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 to use my, my body as the tool the, to, to, to move the energy. Really, that's... Well, well, I love that, that you, that you took that leap of faith because um, a lot of um, my listeners are actually, a lot of them are women and yeah. um, who, who are at home with children, uh, who are also thinking about their I next step. I. <laughs> yes. yes, we have that in common for sure. And it's just, and it's, and it just, it's, it's kudos to you to take that leap of faith and say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And because something ends doesn't mean it's the end. It means that that, that can be a moment for you to reinvent yourself. So I love the fact that you, that you reinvented yourself and, and look at you have a thriving practice and, and it's, and it's awesome. So, so, so. Yeah. I mean, yoga teacher is 3.0, you know, I, I, I <laughs> went to theater I started with, then I moved into massage therapy and it was just a hop, skipping a jump over to yoga mm -hmm. and combining the two practices. And you said your mother was a yoga teacher, right? As well. Yeah, she wasn't a yoga teacher, but she studied it was more like an exercise class, but she would come home and teach me all of these yoga poses. Wow. <laughs> um, and, that I, and she even said, what do you mean? I didn't do yoga. I said, you taught me plow. You taught me uh. bounce angle pose. You taught me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on and on. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing it since I was a little kid. That's awesome. I love it in my body. I love that. And so can, for the people who are listening and who have known nothing about yoga therapy and yoga at all, what is yoga therapy? What is yoga and what is yoga therapy? So yoga is a practice. Um, really, the bottom line for me with yoga, yoga, the word yoga means yoke. And we are yoking or putting together breath and movement. Mm. And we use 
sensation and breath as a way of staying very present in the present moment, staying very connected to our bodies, to the sensations that we're feeling, in order to work through imbalances, work through strengthening and stretching, to get to a place of harmony with the body and harmony with the mind. Hmm. And there are many different types of yoga. Um, there is yoga that's just meditation. There is yoga that's very, very physical and more focused on the physical body. And then there are several types of yoga in between those two extremes. Um, so if you're interested in taking a yoga class, I suggest that you try different types. Talk to your friends and find out what kind of yoga they're doing. And then think about where you are in your own body. Are you flexible? Are you strong? Do you hate to sit still? And there are different practices that will suit you. And for some people, you can do you can do all the different practices. You can do a really slow and mindful practice. And then the next day you have full of energy and you could do a much more um, a strength practice, et cetera. Well, so, that's, mm, that's very interesting. That's very yeah. cool to learn that there are different types because um, you, you and I spoke before because I, you know, I, I pride myself as being a former athlete and yeah. I can still do things, but I have found yoga to be the, the hardest thing ever. <laughs> can be extremely so challenging. challenging and but there's yoga for every body there is a yoga class that will work for everyone i today i've, I've already taught three classes this morning <clears throat> the first one was a therapeutic yoga class for people who are either recovering from an injury or have chronic pain or just looking for a slower more mindful practice and what does that entail sorry what does that entail it, it, it's a, this was a 75 minute class where we start out with a breathing meditation where you learn to connect to mm. your breath as using the breath as the tool to um, focus in on and to, to sort of let the rest of the mind go quiet. Mm. Uh, and then we move into some gentle movement. Uh, today's practice was very much floor based. We did a lot lying um in sideline position, we did things lying on our back, we were working with shoulders and hips, um, and then we made our way onto hands and knees and, and worked with opening the body in that way, and then came up to standing. And from standing, we did some balance poses, some strength poses, and then moved back down to the floor for some more meditation, guided meditation, hmm. and then a nice rest. Wow. And you said 75 minutes. 75 minutes. That's a long time. Wow. Um, it, it, it really isn't. <laughs> it flies by, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I teach 60-minute classes as well, and I find those just go a little too fast. Oh, interesting. Interesting. There's, not enough, there's just not enough time to really expand into mm -hmm. all the, the, the depth and the breadth of the work. Okay. And there are classes that are an hour and a half. Oh, there really? Are that, there are workshops that are three hours. Huh, wow. Wow, that's amazing. And then after so, that class, I taught a one-hour prenatal class that was pretty okay. similar. Little Tell bit us different. about that. What, is, what, what does that entail? Well, prenatal, we don't really keep the mamas on their backs for very long. Uh -huh. yep. And we don't go onto our bellies at all. Uh -huh. Because that's, you know, 
uncomfortable. And, I remember and, those sleepless yeah. nights, yes. Yes. <laughs> similar practice. We worked in sideline, working with hips and stretching out that low back pain that so many pregnant women have. And uh, then <coughs> I worked, one, one of the women was having pain in her rib cage from the baby just kind of getting up in there. Hmm. And so we did a lot of side stretches and breathing into that space to try and create a little more opening. Um, then we did, we did our standing balance poses. So it was very similar, but just adapted for that population. And then my final class today was a one-hour class, a gentle yoga class for cancer survivors. Oh, wow. And, and that, again, is very geared, <clears throat> excuse me, geared to the people who came today. You know, so we, we did, I worked with similar, a similar practice, because mm -hmm. I, you know, I tend to come up with a, a, a practice and, and work with it for a week. Um, but again, it gets adapted because of who walked in today and yes. the needs that they had. Well, I love the fact that it's not cookie cutter in terms of your approach. If you look at the demographic you're working with it, or the, 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 the group you're working with and making sure that it's actually going to be suitable for them. And that's, that's being a yoga therapist and being yeah. able to adapt on, in the moment and, and address the needs of the physical bodies in front of me and the souls, <laughs> the people that. in front of me. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So no, this, so, so you, you talked about these different segments, you, people that um, have had injuries, people who have had um, terminal diseases and people who have had babies. So, so in, in essence, does that mean that, that yoga is for everybody? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's also for young, able-bodied people who mm -hmm. don't have these, any of these issues. Um, there, are, there are classes that will suit whatever your needs are. And it's just, it's a wonderful practice to establish. People have private yoga practices where they get up every morning or before they go to bed and they hit the mat and they take a little bit of time or a lot of time to, to really focus and center and um, establish that mindfulness that is so important to staying sane when there's so much information coming at us all the time and so much news that is just really hard to take and, and being able to stay focused and centered in your own body, mm -hmm. you know, it's that, it's that, um, you know, put your oxygen mask on first. We can't, we can't do the good work in the world. We can't be helpful. We can't serve. We can't take care of our kids. We can't do our jobs if we can't take care of ourselves. And so self-care is such an important part of being a citizen. Yes. Absolutely. Being able to be in community um, without, without the self-care, <laughs> You're no good to anyone. Absolutely. And so you, you raised the word mindfulness. Yes. And how does mindfulness tie into yoga and yoga therapy? Well, yoga, mindfulness is sort of the centerpiece of yoga um, because we are working to cultivate a beginner's mind or a curious mind by sitting quietly, noticing what's happening in the present moment. So I might start by saying, feel your feet on the floor. Or what does it feel like when you breathe? Do you feel it at your nose or in your chest? Can you feel the air currents in the room? So we use sensation and breath as a way of being very focused in the present moment because all, all life is lived in the present. 
Mm -hmm. The past is gone. The future is not here yet. And especially people who are dealing with illnesses, with chronic pain, <clears throat> they, they need a little bit of relief. And by letting go of fear, they can stay with what is actually happening at that moment. I love that. Yes, yes. And I, I, what you just said there, I think it's worth repeating. You said, the past is gone, yes. the future is not here yet. And that yes. is so yes. huge because many of us, you know, stuff happens and we, and, and we replay what happened yesterday or the, a week ago, what we said, what we did, and, or, and, and we're also consumed and, and we're, we're fearful of what's going to happen in the future. Meanwhile, we're, we're, we're forgetting what's happening today and we're not focusing on, on what we can do today to kind of get centered and, 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 and really think, be, be, be mindful, I guess, of, of where we are and how we can change our, our thinking and our, our behavior. So I, 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 love, I love that. I love that whole aspect of... Um, of um, what you're what you're saying. And it's not a, it's not a, a hippy dippy thing. It's not a you know we're sitting and singing kumbaya. I mean we can if we want to, but, <laughs> but, but it's it's really just about focus. It's about letting go of distraction and just taking a little bit of time to stay in focus. But how do you do and that? But how do you do that? that? There there are people who are who are listening to this saying you know I'm extremely busy. Um, I'm a mom, I've got kids, I'm running around, I'm doing this, that, whatever, <coughs> excuse me, or I'm an executive, I'm traveling all the time. How, do, how, how and when can I find time to do that? Well, let's, let's take just a moment and I'm going to talk you through a little breathing meditation. Fantastic. So if you're comfortable, let your eyes close. If you're listening to this in the car, please don't close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, allow yourself to feel really settled. Take a moment to feel your feet on the floor, to feel the sensation of the breeze that you may feel, the light, the sounds that you hear. Take a moment now to feel your own breath. Just notice it coming in and coming out. It's cooler as it enters, a little warmer as you exhale. And then begin to let your breath drop deeply into your belly, softening and allowing the breath to be full and deep. Stay with your focus on the inhale and the exhale. Begin to notice that moment of transition when the breath becomes the inhale. And when it switches to the exhale, stay with that attention to your breath, allowing the breath to help you sit taller in your seat. Feel the fullness of the breath, the depth of the breath. As your mind wanders, notice that and then bring it back to the inhale and the exhale. Hmm. And blink your eyes open and just take a moment to notice. I mean, what was that, a minute? I, yes, and it, and it felt like a very, very a, a valuable piece of time just now doing that. I and felt my shoulders, uh, my shoulders just dropped 
and I just completely relaxed just for that few minutes. Your face changed. I can see your face, and and you know the there are no lines on your forehead. There's wow. no no tension in the face, um, and it was a minute. Now wow. having the opportunity <coughs> to take a one hour class or or take ten minutes a day to just focus on the breath, take a moment of mindfulness. Um, really, this, this idea of mindfulness, of focus, is so important because this idea of beginner's mind, the idea that you, have, you let go of your preconceived notions, mm -hmm. you stop thinking about yesterday and tomorrow, or even about the pain that you had 10 minutes ago, and you, you have curiosity about what's actually going on in your body in that moment. Mm -hmm. and letting go of assumptions means that you can truly listen and be open and receptive to what is coming to you. So that's how you take this off the mat and out of the yoga studio and into your daily life and how you interact with other people, how you can really um, have empathy and be able to connect with someone whose ideas might be different from yours, who might look different from you, who might speak differently. Having that, that beginner's mind, the mindfulness to be present for yourself, you can then be present for another person. And that, that means that no one is an enemy. I love that. And that directly ties into the, to the work that I do in terms of helping people to critically address you know, their, their assumptions, their biases of people, how to kind of put your preconceived notions in advance when you first meet people. And I, I love that. So, so if, for example, if you're walking into an atmosphere, a new atmosphere, could, could, you, could you recommend that to somebody to say, you know what, take a minute and just kind of can focus on your breathing? But what's, what, what would you do in that context? Well, it's, there are two parts to this. One is the work that you do on your own that you Absolutely. take that time to build, like anything else, it's a muscle. Yes. A, you have to have <clears throat> the memory of the experience of sitting quietly and noticing, and it, it, you have to cultivate this as a habit. Absolutely. It could be five minutes a day, it could be 10, it could be longer, but making it a practice that happens regularly. Mm -hmm. Then when you step out into the world and you're confronted with uh, any kind of situation, you have this in your back pocket. You can remember what it feels like to be in that sort of floating, mindful, open place. Yes. And with just a few breaths, you drop back into it. That's it's lovely. Inside. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, no one wants to hear, just breathe, just breathe. <laughs> we're, all, you know, we're all bound up, right? right? It takes the practice to learn to just breathe to then be able to employ it when you need it most yes so that and you're not all walking around in that fight or flight which is which is pretty common unfortunately for, for many of us the world can be very harsh absolutely it can, it can be unfortunately and so so and so and so with that so that practice would also combat i guess the anxiety that people have as well um, can you talk yes. about that? And just because I know being anxious is, is a very common um, yes. state for people, um, whether it be at work or just in general. Can you? Can well, you? It's the same. 
the same, it's the same idea that, <coughs> excuse me, just as you might um, stay with your breath and try to experience what sensations you're actually feeling in your physical body, it's the same thing of staying in the present moment and saying, okay, things are difficult. This, this problem is going on over here and this problem's going on over here. But right now at this moment, I'm safe. I'm able to breathe. I can take a moment to fill myself mm -hmm. so that I can then step into whatever comes next. And so working as a yoga therapist, I work a lot with anxiety, with just basic stress management, but even with, um, with people who are suffering from anxiety. We stay away from the story. So I'm not, they're not telling me about what their mother did or their uncle or whatever, but we stay with the sensations in the body. We stay with the breath. How does the breath feel? When you feel that anxious feeling starting to come on, mm -hmm soften and breathe into that place and just like your shoulders dropped maybe someone's feeling tightness in their in their chest or a tightness in the throat uh, goes along quite often with anxiety or, or mm -hmm. breathe. and just the ability to breathe and just let it go I love that and, and I found it doesn't found... replace talk therapy but it it's a great adjunct. Assessment. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because I found just now when uh, doing that activity, the, the breathing, I, like, I'm very cerebral, I, as you said, you like the way you are. So I'm, I'm, I'm constantly thinking all the time, and it's hard to settle my mind down. But that cue that you said to focus on the breathing in and out, that really enabled me to calm my brain and just to really relax. And really focus on, yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that. One of my first meditation practices, I didn't know was a meditation practice. Hmm. I lived in an apartment building <coughs> in New York City that had a pool in hmm. the basement. It's this very cool place anyway. And I would go every morning and I would swim. And I would inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. And someone said to me, oh, you must get so much thinking done. I said, no, I inhale and exhale. And then when I walk into work, my mind is wide open. And wow. then I just come and the, the receptivity. And so there are lots of ways to have a meditation practice. Mm -hmm. I love Some that. Some people use prayer. Some people use physical activity like yoga. Some people use breath meditation. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of ways to be mindful. I love that. And so what would you say to people and, and, and people who are, who are in workplace environments right now who feel stressed out over projects? Uh, so how often should we be practicing yoga, meditation, or, or mindfulness? How, how, how often should we be doing that to make, it, to make it actually work or to make it effective? I think having some kind of a daily practice and again, I mean, going to a yoga studio can be expensive. There are some that are more reasonable and have, um, you know, lower uh, cost classes. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you don't have to do it at a yoga studio. You can do it on your own. There are even apps that, that are, people love that are quite, quite good. It's making the commitment to a daily practice. And really, if that means five minutes, mm -hmm. you sit down and set a timer and practice 
feeling your right toe, big toe, and your left big toe, and then your right middle toe, and your, you know, and just work through the body. You can, you know, clench your fists and release them. You can raise your shoulders and let them go. Uh, just taking the time to stay with the breath, stay with the sensation. When the mind wanders, and it will over and over and over again for mm -hmm. all of us, mm -hmm. say, ah, I'm thinking, and then bring it back to the breath. Mm. I love that. To get hooked by the thought. You know, don't get <laughs> on that train, just see it go by and say, okay, I'll get the next one. <laughs> you know, wow. just a daily practice, a commitment, even if it's five minutes. Can you set aside a place where you can go to be quiet for just mm -hmm. a few minutes, even if you want to sit and write for five minutes? Mm -hmm. That's another kind of meditation. That can be very cathartic, absolutely. Yes, but make, make a commitment to yourself for five minutes a day. And mm -hmm. then maybe one day you'll realize you were there for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And maybe another day you've got two minutes. But it's the commitment. It's the commitment to the daily practice. I think I that love is that. what is most important. And then find a great yoga class if that's you know something that's available to you. Mm -hmm. um, there are classes at, all over the place at, in, in the gym and in the studios and in your church or your synagogue. There are, are, there are classes available and, and try them out. Grab a buddy. Well, I am committed to trying yoga again this year. <laughs> yeah, next time that we're in the same place, let's. I'm going to uh, come and visit you for sure. I'd love, I would love to take a class with you. I would love to have you. Thank you. And, and where can people find you? Um, I have a, a website. It's mother, the word mother, dash, the word two, T-O, dash, mother, dot net. So it's mother to mother dot net. And I'm on Facebook. It's just mother to mother with no dashes or sp with those spaces, I guess. Um, so look me up, find me. Um, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. But, uh, but I'm available online. Um, we can talk. We can do a session by Skype or another program. Okay. Yeah. That's Lots awesome. And, uh, and I'd love to connect. Well, wonderful. So, and if you didn't catch her name, it's Miss, no, I'm sorry, everyone, you don't, do you say Mrs.? Ms. No, I, I usually don't. I, I, I use that out entirely. Yes, it's yes. Rebecca Leary Sack. <laughs> exactly. I'm married. I'm a feminist. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't share with the audience that we met via our husbands because my husband actually worked for your husband years ago at um, another company. Many years ago. Many um, years ago. We were, we were lucky to meet. Absolutely. Company. Absolutely. So nice to circle back around. I know, just you know, the, the circle of life, right? It's 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 incredible, and it's just it's awesome when you you just you you lose touch, and then you, you then you meet up with somebody again, and it's just like you're different people. It's just it's it's awesome. I just I love life. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it really is. Rebecca Leary Safon, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise and your knowledge and your wisdom and your warmth. Um, I learned a lot today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I, I really enjoy this practice and I'm so happy to share it. Okay, great. If you like what you've heard, please go to um, the iTunes page and write a comment. And please do reach out to Rebecca Leary Safon, Mother to Mother. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.